Kawasaki's tied up with Sewer in, in February, so I don't think Kawasaki's got any more money for about the next four years <laughs> after banking those two. What do what, what else do you know, Lorenzo, on the 450 front? Uh, I mean, uh, there are plenty of, uh, of uh, new stuff, as you said. I think that Fantic is making a big move uh, and due to the fact that Madi uh, has moved to, to Ducati, as uh, everyone knows, uh, and they are doing testing, 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 uh, and maybe next year they will do some races uh, just to, uh, to to fix the bike and everything, but uh, they do with Madi. So, uh, of course, uh, Fantic was looking for different team, another, another team to... Uh, to replace Madi uh, at the moment, from what I know, they will uh, acting completely different from uh, the the past, uh, completely different from the last seasons. They will have three different teams. Uh, they will try to be more specialized. One will be uh, only MXGP. One will be only MX2. One will be only two strokes and doing, of course, European Championships. So I think the structure will be will work in this way. Uh, so it's a good news for the World Championship because uh, we will have a lot of more uh, bikes on track, more right. bikes in MGP. Uh, we will have a trial of, uh, in MGP, but uh, next year we will have, uh, of course, uh, the Ducati already on track. And that's a good news. Uh, and then <clears throat> I think that there will be some other changes. For example, Mattia uh, will move, staying in the group, staying uh, with the same... Uh, uh, group of uh, um, manufacturer next uh, Nesta Uskwarna rider with a 450. So the good news is that Uskwarna is back in the MXGP with a 450. But I think that the MXGP will be really packed for next year. Yeah. The um, uh, what else? What else is the rumblings? Um, Honda's going to say the same because obviously Tim and. Uh, Fernandez were both uh, on a two-year contract, so there's going to be no changes there. Um, Obviously, Hogmo's been confirmed as Gio's teammate at SR Honda, which is a good first step in MXGP for him. Yep, Suzuki will have no team as as this year and previous years. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, The one thing which uh, everybody's talking about at the moment is whether Prado will stay in MXGP. The talk is, is that, uh, you know, what's he got left to win? He's 22 years old. He's won the MX2 World Championship twice. He's won the MXGP Championship once, and he's 22 years old. So he's, if he went back to MX2, which he can do, but he would still, he's not. He's still not aged out. So the, the yes. fact, the fact that, you know, and I can see why people are talking about it, and I can see the lure of, you know, he's still only 22 years old. Um, you, you know, US uh, is beckoning. You know, that's that's the that's the rumor mill going full full uh, full tilt at the moment. But from uh, from a 450 point of view, I don't think there's yeah uh, Danding. I presume Jonas is going to stay there. Revo's going to step him. Bogers is going to Revo. I think uh, talk about Ferrato to standing, isn't there? Yes, yes, I think so. I think that that's the plan. That's a, uh, Alberto will go there. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised. As honestly, I was thinking that uh, in KTM they could have a different consideration for him, but probably the plan is to have just one MXGP rider with every brand. Uh, so for what concerns Jorge, next year he will remain in MXGP. That's for sure. Uh, 
uh, he will probably change his number. Uh, he will, uh, uh, but he will stay in a mixed GP. That's that's uh, sure. Um, but they will do, yeah, one rider in each brand, so one Squarna, one Kawasaki, one uh, KTM, one uh, uh, Gas Gas. But it's a shame because I think Alberto just showed that uh, it could be there, it could be right in front, it could be uh, even winning uh, motos. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I hope he will have a, I mean, nice time there with the tending construct. I don't know if it's the easiest situation for him. The bike is good. I mean, every 450 are good at the moment. But still, I don't know. Uh, for the first time in his uh, career, it will change completely and going uh, on a team that is not Italian. So it will need to... It talks really well English. Eh? That's not a problem at all. But it will probably need to move there, to move uh, to Belgium, uh, to do a completely different job and to work with non-Italian mechanics, technician and managers. So that's something completely new. It can be really good. Uh, there's no reason why it's not going well. But I'm interested to see what happened because Alberto it's a really good guy is a really uh, strong guy but uh, it's one of those few guys that is in this kind of uh, uh, you know is 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 not a factory rider uh, but he's doing great results uh, he's not getting a factory bike but he's riding well uh, and you never know what will happen with him but it looks like uh, he's Coming out from Italy already, so it's something. It's already a first step uh, to build up a true professional career. And then uh, Brent Van Donick is going to be staying with Jackie Martins, and that takes us quite nicely into MX2 because Camden McKellen will be uh, obviously uh, departing, and that sounds like it could be, if you heard, uh, I don't know if the rumours are Osterhagen could be uh, Jackie Martins, so that that's another yeah. good sign Riding for Fantic at the moment in um another up and coming rider. Uh MX2, um uh Benistan, Elzinga and Bonacorsi. Um, Bonacorsi, yes. yeah. Bonacorsi. Bonacorsi looked really good at Matali. Um yeah. I think his this year Lorenzo's been been fantastic. He's he seems to be doing all the right things, but I can't believe the size. He's massive. He could like bench press that 250. <laughs> <laughs> it's true absolutely true to me he's ready to go in MXGP and uh, Andrea is ready for a 450 he's uh, absolutely you know tall enough big enough strong enough even too much for the 250 probably uh, I think the MX2 for him will be just one year no, not more because uh He's doing well, but uh, but the 450 will suit him better. He's already riding the four the 450 uh, during training, uh, so it's it's and he's really at ease with his bike. He loves to ride the 450, so that's no problem on this. It's an it will be a very exciting time for Fantic because can you imagine Fantic with um, the resources of what Louis got at his disposal? Yeah. I mean, literally, they yes. could possibly. In that workshop, they could probably put the whole Fantic production line in there if they wanted. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's huge. And uh... maybe we'll have a test track inside as well. Um, that, for me, is a very, very um, interesting partnership uh, yeah. because Louis Mann's perfection wants to win. Yeah, Fantic could be, uh, that could be exciting. It's definitely interesting. Speaking of Jack Chambers, 
yesterday he's definitely coming back for another swing at MX2, which is pretty cool. That's already confirmed, but he's definitely excited, feeling ready to go, and he's wanting podiums, mate. He feels he's got it in him once he can get the fitness back and have a good solid bit of training with Zacco and come back ready to hit it in Spain. Not England in the winter, mate. So he's just going to Spain, which is a bit friendlier weather than for Florida. That's where he's from. So it'd be good to see him back. And he was mentioning he didn't mind that the big van world boss has that boat in Mallorca. He said he was quite a big fan of that with the ladies. And even though he was on crutches when he went there, he definitely enjoyed it. But another one, I guess, close to you, Lorenzo, with the Gas Gas team, Mark Antoine Rossi, an absolutely exceptional talent, shown on many occasions the skills he has. A lot of talk about him going on that Gas Gas 250 program. Anything to say on that one? And also his teammate Zanke wants to move up in MX2. So we'll see where he lands as well. Yeah, I think that uh, that Rossi definitely will go, will be the next teammate of uh, Lagenfelder. We saw the kid riding uh, superbly in uh, Martelli Bessin, is really ready to to do the job. Uh, he has uh, some special talent in riding, uh, I have to say. Uh, in Agda, in Portugal, uh, I was impressed about the way he was cornering in one point, just in front of the pit lane, almost touching with the handlebar on the ground and uh, taking really the corner at full gas. So uh, he's, I think, one of the few of the next generation with a huge talent, huge personality like Lucas Koenen too, uh, that can really build up a new uh, generation of top riders. I'm a little bit concerned about the other side of the ocean because it attracts so much the talents uh, that growing here in Europe. Uh, I think that like the Kunan brothers have already the plan to go there. Uh, Rossi is a French rider. French rider, good rider, winning rider, bam, America. That's always a kind of, you know, uh, you can uh, you can bet on this. So it's a little bit of shame always when you see those kids that can be really represent the future generation for a MIGGP. Uh, if they go away, it's a shame. Uh, but I understand also that the American dream is still alive and is still really uh, uh, attractive for for those kids. But uh, Rossi is a uh, is a really good looking guy, uh, or not only very talented, very fast, and very a good rider. So this mix can really open uh, all the door to him with uh, good sponsors, with uh, uh, big brands and stuff like that. Uh, he comes from uh, from uh, France, but uh, I really, with this kind of name, Rossi, and not Rossi, uh, you cannot say that he's completely French. So there's a little touch of uh, proud to be proud about for us, for the Italians. I know that he was already here in Rome uh, having meetings, and I don't know if he tested also the bike, but he had, for sure, a superb dinner. So I was going to say, obviously, speaks Italian and French like you too, mate, and haven't done a podcast with him. His English is very good as well, and he's quite confident, isn't he? He knows the skills he has. He knows the talent he has. We saw what he did at Ernay in France, just slotting straight into the top 10. No worries. Absolutely rapid. But yeah, he's pretty assured, and he knows he's got the skills and the speed to do it. Like you were saying, like Lucas Kuhn, and he's uh, going to be backing himself and wouldn't be surprised seeing him straight in the top five, would you? Yeah, those guys are a little bit different from uh, the, the the riders or mostly of the riders in past. I mean, uh, of course they they are they know uh, how much they're talented, and Zanki is one of those. Also, you will never 
her, for example, Bonacorsi talking like that. Uh, Andrea is completely different. You will never hear Lata talking like that. But Zanki, for example, is one of those kids that really know what he want, really know that uh, uh, how how much he's talented. And it's uh, it's clear that uh, also Ferruccio wants to go to MX2. There's uh, I mean, we have to see. I think there's one uh, um, big movement in Honda that is going on, maybe doing an MX2 team. Not sure about, but I think that uh, Ferruccio is, uh, is in this kind of... Uh, is involved in this kind of discussion at the moment. It would be nice for him. Honda needs to work a lot on those uh, 250. Even if we saw, for example, in Majora, uh, with Camden McLillan being uh, in, in front of everyone for all, all moto, all qualifying moto, a part of a couple of laps or one lap only. Uh, so this bike can perform very well. Jackie Martins uh, done a pretty good job. Uh, but still, I think there is a little lack compared to the Yamaha and the KTM Group bikes. So uh, it would be nice to see Honda investing a little bit more in MX2 and uh, having some kind of factory MX2 bikes from Honda too.